0: Freak Nation. His name is Ron Caps, a, a funny car champion, a team owner, getting set for the 2024 season. It's always fantastic when Caps runs here in the Freak Nation. He joins us now, Speed Freak Pit, and the Lucas Oil Studio. So I showed Ron Caps my bandage on my hand. I had a hand procedure this morning, and Ron Caps has had his share of injuries. The gnarliest finger. Easy, man. Yeah. This is freaking kids. Well, are, kids are watching this, Ron. It's easy. That's a torn tendon that never got to heal. Cause we race every year
1: and it, it, I actually had a bandage on it. I went on a, I had a fan cruise Mm -hmm. and I just done it, went on this fan cruise and they put this big bandage said, stay out of the hot tub, stay out of the water. And this bandage went up and it had this big thing around this finger. So everybody on the cruise, even people that weren't on our part of the cruise, I'm on a big old ship and I'm walking around. They're like, here's the guy that's flipping everybody off. And I'm walking around with this big bandage on. So it never healed. It started to heal and we went to testing one year and I banged it on the steering wheel and, uh, that's the way it is.
0: Well, that's where I was going with it. Your worst injury in the race car, outside of the race car that's affected your driving. Is that it?
1: Uh, I've been lucky. Um, I mean, you look at some of the stuff that uh, John Forrest has been through, some of the drivers out there, burns, things like that, that uh, I've been, knock on wood, I've been pretty lucky. Tore tendons in my my uh, right arm. That's about it. A little bit of a fire, not a burn like some of the
0: old school funny car guys, but yeah, I've been lucky. You've had your share of sitting in the cockpit of your funny car with some implosions with that engine. Does that have a lasting effect on you, whether it's a concussion or hearing or just the fact that you're afraid to reach over there and turn that key to rile that thing up?
1: The the best case scenario when that happens, because I've I've had some pretty big ones, is you are able to get right back in the car. Like it either happens on a Friday or a Saturday and you're able to strap right back in. It it sucks when it happens on a Sunday and you lose and you got to wait a week or two weeks because then you see replays. Um, NHRA is always good about playing that kind of stuff to sell tickets. And when you see it, you get this twitch in your neck. You, won't, you know, it's, uh, it's just part of it. But I, 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 uh, I'll never forget the big one in Dallas when it imploded. I just remember getting on Snake's jet after we were done, and I had two weeks to wait, and he handed me a, a little little glass of Jack Daniels and he said, take a sip of this and just sit back, which I did. I was, I was still in shock and, uh, and I had to wait two weeks and that was the longest two weeks just to get back in the car and, and, and just step on the gas so that otherwise, you know, you look at some of the the gnarliest wrecks. We are the fastest motorsports by far in the world. And I hate seeing these other, you know racing series say they're the fastest we are by far the fastest and the safest you watch some incredible wrecks accidents fires and our safety safaris right on top and and you see us drivers get out and walk away so um you know that's something i've always bragged about i know ron caps better than this you didn't have a little bit of jack daniels yeah maybe i don't embellish too much but yeah And maybe it wasn't Jack Daniels. Maybe I'm just looking for a sponsor.
2: Ron, you talk a little bit about how two weeks was a long time to get back in the car, how you want to get back in that cockpit. Let's just do this process over again and put the past the past. Your off-season has changed now. You guys now go instead from November to February. You're now through March. Is that a problem? Do you need more seat time in the off-season? Or because you're a business owner now, owning the team, is it better business-wise to have that time off?
1: Well, now I know what force and crews and all these owners out there have been going through. And I laughed a little bit about it when I became a team owner a couple of years ago. And I thought, how hard could it be to really, you know, separate that or try to separate it? And I got beat on a hole shot the first time I sat in a water box, actually here at this track, um, the first year, and I was racing force of all people. And I was started thinking about invoices and payroll and some weird things while there was an oil down. And, and force and I were racing second round and he whipped my ass on a hole shot. And so that, that was a, a reminder to keep my head straight um, and separate the two. It sounds easy, but it's not. But to your question, I think I love the fact that NHRA made the Gainesville race the first race of the year, the fact that we could roll in on Monday, set up, test on Tuesday and Wednesday at that track, have our pit area, pit area set up already, and as a team owner, not have the trucks leave Indy and go test in Florida, go to Pomona go back to Gainesville for the race and then come back out west of Vegas. That was ridiculous. So now that I'm a team owner I really appreciate that part of it. So I love the way that the schedule is right now as, a, as an owner uh, as a driver I'm just I'm happy to to have a little bit of a break in the offseason. but I'm listen I've been on the phone to force to Tim Wilkerson a lot of guys call and check up on me a lot as a team owner and it's I love that um, They're making sure I'm okay and they, and they all offer me any help. I need which is unbelievable because i race against these people so um it, it, it was an emotional time that first part of being an owner and having people actually care about um me and how i'm doing and and making sure that uh, if i need help with anything to do on the business side so um but yeah as a driver i i just uh, i think it's a great plan to start at gainesville
2: you t- that's just fascinating you have your competitors checking up on you in the off season in the season I don't think you could say that for Chip Ganassi checking up on Roger Penske or, or Dreyer and Reinbold. It's That's something that's unique to NHRA. I'm not saying the other forms of racing have more combativeness or, or a different kind of competitiveness. But can you explain how NHRA really works, the inner workings of you guys being friends and competitors?
1: Well, I mean, you go back to any footage, old footage, and you guys know as much as I do when there was a blow-up explosion, somebody needed something, you would have these random crew members from other teams. It could have been a competing sponsor. It didn't matter. People always jumped in and helped. Um, you need an engine. You need a part. Anything. Even though you race that person next round, we've gone through scenarios where we offered up parts. We stalled. We told NHR. I remember running Tim Wilkerson uh, last year, and he, wasn't, he was having a hard time getting up for the final round, and we were running. And we told him, we're going to act like something's wrong. We're going to wait for him. So, IndyTree probably doesn't want to hear that, but we uh, uh, that, that's part of the sport. You know, I grew up in it, and it's always been that way. It's a fact. Uh, but,
2: Ron, I don't think you're going to see that in NASCAR, in, definitely not in Formula One. Why is that? Why is there such a, a, a nice bond between you guys?
1: Uh, I don't think it's a sport. I think it's the people. So uh, I would imagine there it does happen in NASCAR and IndyCar. If you're not some new owner, somebody new in the sport that isn't cocky and brash... And, and just uh, not being nice, just not a nice person, you're probably not gonna get a lot of help. And I've always respected my elders, I've respected everybody in the sport, and I, I would reach out and help anybody, and I have offered as much as I can, even as a new owner, but, but yeah, I, gosh, last night, Antron Brown called me, we talked for an hour and a half, and he was just checking on me, he learned a couple things from me that he could use, and he said, we need to have these conversations more. Force, I hear from him three or four times a week, and we just talk about life, and then he'll ask if I'm okay and if I need anything. And, <laughs> you know, um, Tim Wilkerson calls me all the time. So, yeah, it, it's, I don't imagine it happens to a lot of those drivers out there, and I'm lucky. So maybe, um, maybe it's just the mutual respect, I think.
2: How much did Bradenton, of course, Bradenton being the pro shootout, something that was new this year, a lot of money, you've got concerts, you've got a lot of entertainment value going on in the offseason. How much did that help with the overall? Let's just stick with it. Competitiveness and friend friendly rivalries of the NHRA as well.
1: Well, it was a race that we put on as team members and as team owners and drivers. So it was uh, it was fun. Look, we we have preseason testing every year, and we've done this in the past where it's expensive to run these cars if you don't even hurt a part. But when you go testing, it, it's a lot of zeros that are behind it. I'm learning that more so the last couple of years. But I can tell you that uh, we have offered up days on preseason testing here, even at Firebird in the past, where they've offered up Saturday for fans to come out during our testing. And so we just, we kind of put that on steroids. We just figured we're going to test as team owners. We got together and say, let's put a little event around it. And that's really how it started. It wasn't anything more than trying to uh, have the fans come out, pay some money. And help us out as we test, and at the same time, let them come out and hang out and be a part of, uh, of and, and honestly, it was emotional to watch how many people showed up at a new track like that, um, crazy, just, we didn't do a whole lot of, of boots on the ground, a whole lot, we did social media, and just, this, you know, it was fun to watch how many people came out and just enjoyed uh, the lax kind of uh, day at the racetrack.
2: Does NHRA need more of that in some of their regular weekend races?
1: I think, you know, it's, you know, we learned some things. I, I think, uh, I, you know, I grew up on the sport of drag racing. So we, I was talking to somebody a minute ago about the every ticket being a pit pass. And it's just something that, uh, our sport's all about. I think it's, it's evolving all the time. I think we see new streaming, uh, with other sports. We see a lot of TV stuff coming in, um, you know, there's a lot of great sponsors that come from other motorsports into drag racing for a reason, and uh, and we love the fact our fans can come right up. So when you put that all together, I think I think NHRA probably learned something from us, um, not near as much as we learned from NHRA all these years and, and being a part of it, like me growing up. So I think it was a win-win. Um, I know for my bank account, it, it helped because, you know, the fans were able to come out, but it really helped us get a little bit of money back while we're testing.